Hello, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast, Lil T's Big Interviews. My name is Tess Eggson, and I will be interviewing Ms. Cecilia Munoz. She is a political advisor, author, and champion for immigrants and women. But my favorite thing out of all the significant things she has done is that she has worked as the director of the White House Domestic Policy Council under President Obama. Please welcome Ms. Cecilia Munoz. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Um, How are you doing today? I am okay. I am just outside of Washington, D.C., and it's kind of snowy and sleety and icky outside, so I am glad to be cozy and warm. (laughs) Great. Well, shall we get started? Yes, indeed. So my first question for you today is um, that we have a lot of things in common. We are both from the Midwest. We both know my mom, and we both like to sing. For me, singing is a way to calm me. What does singing do for you? Oh, wow. Singing takes me outside of my head into my heart. Um, It's a way of kind of being part of something larger than myself. Um, I miss it terribly because I sing in a choir, and right now, during the pandemic, we can't sing in choirs, so I I miss it a lot. Uh, well, great. Um, my second question is, what did you want to be when you were my age? When I was your age, I knew that I wanted to do something that helped people, and I thought that that might be being a doctor, a physician. Um, uh, so, yeah, I remember uh, feeling very strongly that that might be what I wanted to do, and it turned out not to be what I grew up to do. Cool. Um, What did you grow up to do? Well, I still grew up into a line of work that's about helping people, but I help people in a completely different way. Um, I, I So I work in public policy, which means I try to help make laws or implement laws in a way that benefits people. And the, um, the areas that I have spent the most time in over the course of my working years has been helping immigrants, helping Mm -hmm. people of color, people sometimes who are mistaken for immigrants, Mm -hmm. um, and helping people who are low income, who don't have enough money to be secure in their lives. So so I'm still in a, I guess I'm in a role that's about helping people, but just in a very different way. Yeah. So I was also told by my mom that um, you um, started out as a lawyer and went to law school. I didn't, actually. A lot of people think that, um, but I'm not a lawyer. I didn't go to law school, but lots and lots of people think that I did because it's very common for people who do the kind of work that I do to be lawyers, Um, but I'm not a lawyer. I'm I'm married to one, but I'm not one myself. I learned how to do my work not by studying the law, but by working at organizations that that served people every day, and Mm -hmm. so I learned like what the impact of laws are on their lives. And I learned that I was really good at um, speaking out about the ways those laws needed to change. Mm -hmm. Well, are you happy with your decision to be a public policymaker and helping people? I am. I have that. This is going to sound like maybe a little cosmic, but I have the feeling that I am doing the work that I'm supposed to be doing in life, which is really a very fortunate thing. And when I, give advice to people who are just starting their careers. I tell them to look for 
work that makes your heart sing because if you find work that makes your heart sing, then you're going to be good at it. And, and when I hire people, I can tell when I'm talking to, when I'm interviewing somebody who's really in love with the work, who really feels that that's like what they belong doing because it, it shows. And, um, and I'm a believer in, in if you're doing the work of your heart, um, you'll, you'll be more, much more likely to be successful. Cool. Um, so I think that our listeners and I would like to know what sort of thing does the White House Domestic Policy Council do and how does it help Americans? So the White House Domestic Policy Council is essentially a committee of people who are in the president's cabinet. So the person who is responsible for education and the person who's responsible for housing. Um, the person who's responsible for taking care of our nation's veterans, the people who served in the military, mm -hmm. they're all members of that council. And the, the Domestic Policy Council director, which is the job I held for President Obama for five years, that, that job is to help make sure that the president's ideas and the president's agenda are being carried out by his cabinet and the big agencies that they lead. But it's also responsible for generating ideas from those agencies about how to make things better for Americans. Mm -hmm. So to give you an example, the Department of Labor, which focuses on working people in America, and I worked really closely together on a new set of regulations to update who gets overtime pay and under what conditions do you get overtime pay. And the idea was to expand the number of people getting paid who are working more than 40 hours a week who were getting paid extra for doing that work. Um, and so that means more money in the pockets of working people. Um, and, and so that that's an example of a way in which I worked with one of the federal agencies to do something that helps. That is such an important job. Um, and now my uh, fifth question for you actually, um, is that you kind of touched on it earlier, um, you are well known for advocating for immigrants' rights. Why is immigration such an important topic for you? That's a great question, Tess. I, um, my parents were immigrants from a country in the middle of Latin America called Bolivia. Mm -hmm. And my husband is an immigrant from India. And I grew up in an immigrant family, so everybody in my family, the parents, were born somewhere else. So my, my parents, my aunt and uncle, really shaped um, how I understand myself and was kind of how I understood my family. So it's very personal to me. And when I see people say, especially policymakers, people in Congress, maybe recent until recently people in the White House, saying mean things about immigrants and trying to pass laws that hurt them, to me, it's not just a policy issue. It's a, that's about my family. Like when if you say, you know, immigrants are only here to, um, to get benefits, but they're not working hard. For me, that feels like you're talking about my parents or you're talking about my husband, you're talking about my family. Um, and so I have this very personal sense of how much, how important immigrants are in this country. Mm -hmm. And com combine that with the fact that I learned that I'm pretty good at being an advocate at speaking about, you know, people whose lives that I know something about. Um, that's kind of how I ended up being a being an immigration advocate. So it's very personal to me. 
And it's, I feel very lucky to get to work on something that, that I care about. Cause I think, you know, living in the times that we live in now where there are lots of people in public life who say mean, mean things about immigrants that would drive me crazy. Um, no matter what I did for a living. And I'm really lucky that one of the, for so many years, one of the things I do for a living is get to fight back. Yeah. Um, that's such an inspiring story. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, my next question for you is, you wrote a book called More Than Ready, which was about being strong and being your true self. And it was also about what it was like to sometimes be the only woman of color in a room. Why did mm -hmm. you want to write that book? It's another wonderful question. Um, I decided to write the book because I realized that I had a lot of experience that might be useful to other people like me. Mm -hmm. um, and it took me a long time to decide that it was sort of, that it was okay to write a book because there was a part of me that said, oh, you know, maybe no one will really care what I have to say. Like, what, you know, who am I to write these things down and presume that people will find them useful? Um, but then I realized that, you know, I give speeches a lot, particularly to people who are just starting out in their careers. And, um, and very frequently when I'm done giving a talk that describes some of what I've learned, over you know 30 years in this work, um, someone comes up to me afterwards, and usually that person is a woman, and very often that person is a woman of color, and she'll say something like, I'm so glad you shared that story about that time that you felt scared, because I feel scared like that all the time, and I thought I was the only one. And in some ways, those women telling me that is the reason I wrote the book, right? Because we have a lot of things in common of times that we feel scared, times that we have doubts about whether we can do what's in front of us, um, times when we are aware that people around us have doubts about whether we belong doing what we're doing. Um, and it feels to me like we shouldn't navigate those things alone, that, we, that we're all coming up with strategies and we will be stronger if we share them. So that's why I wrote the book. Wow. Um, so... Going off of that um, thing called, um, I mean, that thing where you would give speeches, um, you mentioned giving advice, you mentioned telling stories. Well, um, what's your main advice for helping people when others aren't listening to them? I, um, I advise people, and I give this advice a lot, in fact, just this week, I've talked to maybe three women who are in leadership roles in their jobs, and they've asked me the same question that you just asked me. Um, and my advice to them is, one, to remember that you know so many things, and that even if the, if the people around you think that you don't know, they're wrong. Don't believe them. Uh, remember what you know, and take strength and courage in what you know. And remember that you are bringing something into the room, especially if you're the only one like you, if you're the only woman, if you're the only person of color, you're bringing something into the room that the other people in the room really need. Now they may not know that they really need it, but they do. And the more you understand that they need what you have to offer, the more you will find strength in that and courage in that. Mm -hmm.
Um, so my next question for you is, um, you've had an extensive career working for community organizations and government, advising President Biden's campaign, and you've even been in a movie. Um, so who is someone you've worked with that you deeply admire because mostly you're the one that people mostly admire? What a nice question. Um, you know, I will say, and I say this in complete honesty, I admire your mom. Um, I got to know her during the work that, that we do together at New America. And she has all of these skills that I don't have. And which is, and she is very um, gentle and thoughtful about how she uses those skills. So I am kind of a quiet person. And, um, uh, and, and she is a person who connects with people easily and makes friends easily. Which is a, a which is something I admire because it's different than me, and she uses those skills to bring people together to try to make things better in a place like Indianapolis. And um, I so I have I have great admiration for her because she's different. She has she has different ways of helping people than mine, and there are ways that I really admire. And um, I, I'm being very honest when I say this. I try to be more like her as I can. I did not think you were going to say my mom. Um, wow. Um, so thank you so much. I really enjoyed having you here. And um, for the listeners, a new episode of Little Big Interviews will be coming out um, shortly. Thank you and goodbye. Some sources for this episode include More Than Ready, Cecilia Munoz's book, West Wainers, which... Um, Cecilia Munoz um, helped write Wikipedia and the New America website. Thank you, and another episode will be coming out shortly.